Right Thing, your weekly writing prompt podcast. I'm Alexandra. And I'm Jarvis. Jarvis and I were aspiring writers with a simple, common problem. We never actually took the time to sit down and write. Exactly. So to solve this problem, we're issuing a challenge. Each week, we sit down to write a complete short story using three or four randomly generated words. Then we come on the podcast, we read the story, we talk about what we learned in writing it, and then we talk about stories sent in by you wonderful listeners. Exactamundo, we're simply here to help you do the right thing. A doof a media doof production. Media production. Anyways, um, well, we a have doof a podcast. Media production. <laughs> Perfect. Excellent. Yes. Um, no issues here on the production side. No, Nothing no issues whatsoever. at all. Nothing's come mm-hmm. up suddenly out of nowhere that I'm, I'm still trying to deal with as we record. It's fine. It's fine. Um, it's how are how fine. are you, a listener? How is your holidays going? Are, yeah, because this will come out maybe five days before Christmas, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and is it snowing? Because it hasn't been anywhere. Because it, yeah. it was Global 80 warming. degrees in Texas, apparently. I didn't know that. That's wild. It um, was, and now for some reason it's 30. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow, nature's healing. We're coming back to normal. Just, uh, just a quick quick dip back into summer, and now we're back to normal. So everything's fine. Um, no mm-hmm. impending apocalypse at all. It is really interesting how there's like multiple apocalypses having, happening at the same time. Isn't that fascinating? Yes. It's oh no! Like, yeah, it's not it, just it one. Definitely is. It's got to be like five. Mm-hmm. And like each different one has a total, a, a completely different host of, of issues and problems. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, that's that's definitely how how the world's gonna gonna burn. I mean, I think we all sort of wish that yeah that like God will like come down and say all right, it's over. Uh-huh. Uh, and then you know we we can all choose to like walk walk up his golden steps or to stay here but it's really just gonna be you know china's gonna gonna blow up Aus- australia is gonna gonna flood sink under the uh, waves yeah from and then we're all came. gonna go exactly and then we're all gonna go right back to where it all started africa before the final fleeting flames mm-hmm. of human existence is snuffed out Mm-hmm. Except for the furtive pygmy, so easily forgotten. <laughs> yeah. Ah, the furtive pygmy, so easily forgotten. Are we? I think we're all the furtive pygmy on some level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because because I know I'm so easily forgotten. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, that's wonderful. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So with that wonderful, um, normal, do the right thing. Uh, happy talk. That's what I call it. I call that section happy talk. Uh, let's get into uh, the actual the actual things that we're doing. Uh, what were the words this week, Jarvis? Yeah, so the words this week were just prestige, candle, and burst. And uh, I can tell, based off of these stories, that people really latched on to prestige because we do have a couple of, let's call them re, uh, regal stories. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I am excited to get into this. Starting first with uh, gl- with Glittering Coast, uh, titled "The Ice King." Mm-hmm. Um, not related, I think, to the Adventure Time Ice King. Um, I don't know. The, the resemblance is there. I I will admit. Um, so it's, Glittering Coast, it's you, uncanny. Even mm-hmm. you you let us know if actually this is supposed to be um, the Ice King from Adventure Time. Um, but okay, um, I'll get into it. 
So this is The Ice King by Glittering Coast. The candle's flame flickered in the wind as I pulled the window closed. It was a mild day, but now that the sun was set, the temperature dropped. The sky, clear and bright with a full moon and twinkling stars, arched above the crouching huddle of stone that was the Ice King's castle. I was a prisoner here, like all of the staff, like all of the guests, like everyone but the Ice King himself. I stood at the closed window for a long moment, wondering if I would ever be free to roam the grounds again, ever see green grass and smell spring flowers once more. The Ice King got his name for his temperament, surely, but also for his choice of residence. The peaks of the Blue Ice Ridge, which formed the backbone of the Northern Isles, were the close, coldest place in the world, getting less sunlight and warmth than the rest of the planet by far. It was quite a dreary place to live, though the sight of the open sky almost made it worth it. His voice carried down the hallway, coming closer. He was yelling at a servant, though the reason was lost in the reverberation. I stood still, not wanting to draw his wrath to me. Out one more time, I swear the gods themselves will look meek compared to my punishment. The Ice King finished as he came around the last curve in the hallway. There was a small servant girl with him not older than twelve, and scared out of her mind. When he saw me, he stopped in his tracks. The girl stared at him for a moment, waiting for the next line of reprimand, but it did not come. She murmured, Yes, my lord. Then she headed back the way that they had come. Deidre, he greeted me, his voice quiet, plying. This is how he always was with me so different than the way he treated the others. The Ice King looked to be in his mid-thirties, but in reality he was three centuries old. He had learned a dark magic that kept him young, and used it to his advantage. His long, dark hair was pulled back from his face into a ponytail, his icy blue eyes looking down his narrow nose at me. My king, I greeted him with a slight curtsy. His preference be damned. What brings you to this part of the castle tonight? He sneered at me and tipped his chin up further. It couldn't possibly matter to a child like you. Besides which, it certainly isn't your business, nosy brat. I had never been one to hold my tongue, especially with him. I am well above the age of adulthood, Gregory. He hated when his real name was used, and so it rolled off my tongue quite liberally. Just because you should be rotting in the ground ten times over doesn't make me a child. I saw the flicker of a smile on his face before it was replaced with anger. Insolent whelp, he said, bursting forward with such speed and strength that I had hardly time to cry out before he had pinned me against the wall just next to the window. He grabbed the candle out of my hand before I could drop it. And you are still a child, Dead. My offer stands. Still. Join me. You ask again and again, but you know my answer will never change, I told him, trying not to shiver at the closeness of his body, the warmth of his flesh opposing the cold stone at my back. 
I want no part in your dark magic. You won't leave here alive if you don't. It was a threat, and one I had heard many times. I don't care. Yes, yes you do, he said, running his fingers along my cheek. I bit back a retort and decided to placate him, to pull myself out of the situation so I could think clearly. You're right as always, my king, I told him. Let me sleep on this decision. You know it cannot be made lightly. Sleep in my bed tonight, then, he offered, his face mere inches from mine. My king, I cannot do that, I replied, pressing a hand against his chest. Your father sold you to me, Gregory murmured, his face moving closer, his breath tickling my lips. As my wife. I have been patient, Dader. Yes, my king. Now, come to my chambers. His lips hovered mere millimeters from mine. Ye yes, my king. We have eternity together, Dader. You will learn to love me in time. With that, he turned away from me, walking briskly down the hallway. My knees gave out and I slid down the wall. The candle flickered cheerfully on the windowsill, and I could do little more than stare at the wall opposite me. I had hoped to avoid talk of marriage, perhaps forever, or at least until I could find a way out of it. My father, the poor desperate chief of my village, had little choice but to give me up when Gregory and his horde of undead came calling. My duty to my family outweighed my desire for safety, and so I went willingly. But still, somehow, I hoped that I wouldn't really have to be his wife, that this wasn't real. The Ice King was ruthless, though. He earned his reputation through mindless slaughter of civilians. My family, my village... They were safe because I was here, and if that placated the king, then I would stay. I lifted myself from the floor and took the candle in my hands. As I turned toward the Ice King's rooms, I willed myself to be strong, to remember my mother and father and all of my siblings who were de depending on me. Be strong, Daedr, for them. Well, all right. I, I really dig this story. I um love how the character of this Ice King is quickly uh, de uh, described in the beginning by stating that everyone who works in this castle is a, uh, is a sort of like slave or a prisoner. Um, and it really sort of sets up this king's uh, authoritarian rule even before he does show up. And the dynamic between the main character and the king... I, I, I really like it, and I do like how she is, of course, doing what she needs to do to keep her, her family and her village safe, while also trying not to, trying not to give in to this king's whims. Uh, whereas, at, whereas at the end, she decides that she has to, to, to really do keep, keep them safe. So, yeah, this, this world that is, that is being built is, is working really well with the pros that are here. Um, and yeah, I, I instantly hate this um, ice cake to great effect due to how this piece is written. So great job. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, um, he definitely is a, a malicious figure. Um, mm-hmm. And reminds me a lot of King Joffrey. A little bit, yeah. I think he, this this one seems a little less just like outright just vindictive or just mm-hmm. like I don't know petty. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely get that. Um, and I don't know. There's also this sort of like undertone from our main character that like I don't. I feel like maybe she would actually learn to love him. Um, you know, with with his face being so close and stuff, just the way that it's being described. I don't know. There's like a little bit of something there which is interesting um yeah yeah which is i, I don't know that's just interesting to to portray that um but so glitter coast in the comment talks about how they feel uncertain about the ending and the first paragraph i actually really love the the first paragraph um mm-hmm. it has some some really beautiful descriptive prose about the the night sky and um i, I particularly like the yeah, the, the the part with the night sky of the the sky clear and bright with the full moon and twinkling stars arched above the crouching huddle of stone mm-hmm. that was the Ice King's castle. The crouching huddle of stone. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. Um, and, and on a lot of levels, it's like one. Um, you just get that it's you know a a tall thing of of stone, but the crouching huddle, right? That's a I guess sort of a personification mm-hmm. of the stone, but it really conjures this image of like. Uh, wind and cold and freezing things and almost like hiding among the the rocks um and and like turned inward um there's a lot of uh connotations and feelings that get evoked just by that pair of words tied to the 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 castle so yeah um yeah i really like that section actually mm-hmm. yeah but 100 i mean and and the pros are, are really solid throughout um, I really do like how, even though we don't spend any time with, with any other character besides this, this main character and the king, we quickly catch a strong vibe of like what it's like to be in this castle, how it is depressing, how probably every, every other person that like works there has probably been stolen or um, bought through this king's uh, tirades. Um, but I do think you you do have a really strong point when it comes to how this this main character could learn or could grow to actually love this this king as a person. Um, if this this story were to keep on going, I think it it would be nice to get bits about this king besides his uh, rule, besides him being this sort of uh, authoritative um, asshat. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to like, like it, see. Yeah. To basically see exactly how the how this person got there and why this seems to be the answer for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Particularly, just I feel like it's it feels like there there's probably some kind of I don't know if redeeming is correct the, the the right word, but as some qualities at least explain and um, justify his feelings a little bit at least from from his end. I mean. It goes back and forth. Like I can't actually picture like a pragmatic for the greater good reason to like make someone sleep in your bed. Um, yeah. But other than that, I feel like there might be might be something, um, which uh, I'd be interesting in, interested in finding out. Um, yeah, maybe. And, and, like, what makes this character this... more complex than just like an evil, angry guy? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. What uh, what I was gonna say is that maybe that's just it. Maybe he is just like an evil, mm-hmm. uh, 
angry king, but, you know, I would enjoy to see other facets of this person maybe why they are evil and like angry even if they aren't even if they aren't necessarily a redeemable character because they because this king did raise an army of undead to trample over a whole bunch of villages so you know you can't really come back from that per se but um yeah yeah so yeah i think like my my biggest uh, takeaway here is that i do like the persona of this of this main character i think that through her we can definitely learn a a lot about the, this king which i did like i i i liked the presence of this king the sort of slight candor but also like stern uh, sternness that this king does have so yeah overall i was just really uh interested in this mm-hmm. story and uh also in what it can be and where it is going mm-hmm. it's a great job one um particular section that i thought might have been interesting to draw more metaphor and meaning it was this candle that the main character Mm, is is holding i actually thought that was um interesting because it comes up a couple times so she's holding at the very beginning um actually that's that's the first line right the candle's flame flickered in the wind as i pulled the window closed um and so i feel like there's some like tie to her uh, this candle and obviously candles also have a lot of other connotations they often have connotations of like hope um mm-hmm. and a light in the dark exactly right and in, in that it's a small one you know a flickering hope but a hope nonetheless mm-hmm. and what's interesting is that when um the king like rushes towards her she drops it but he catches it which i thought was very interesting interesting yeah um and she picks it back up at the end and there wasn't a section there wasn't this but i really thought that there might be i don't know something about her feeling the warmth of the candle um on her hands as the rest of her is cold or something like that Mm -hmm. um and i mean there is a connection there with she's she's holding the candle and then willing herself to be strong and remember her mother and father and her siblings um and yeah, I feel like there there's clear are there are clear paths for some connections there. Um that they don't necessarily have to be made literal, right? She doesn't have to think that the warmth, you know, filled me uh like hope or something or the reverse of that, but um yeah, using that uh the connotations of a candle to carry out some more thematic meaning, I think there was a really um good opportunity for that here and I think it's like halfway set up already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And yeah, I mean, this this piece does seem that it can definitely open up into a longer uh, a longer story. So uh, either way, I'm really uh, excited to see not only what, what comes from this, but also what uh, Glittering Coast will give us in the, uh, uh, in the future. Because that first uh, paragraph of, of prose for me was great. It was effective. It was purposeful, and it really got us there really quick while also establishing a nice tone and vibe for mm-hmm. us. Yeah, yeah. in a, a comment, um, Gildan Coast talks about how these two may have featured in Glittering Coast stories before. I don't actually know which, mm. which stories those are. Which one? Do you remember? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, Glittering Coast yeah, yeah, I mean, like, I'm not sure either, um, but I think I might like remember a ice king coming up previously but not hmm. sure in what story yeah well my memory for these things isn't really great so gluten crust if you do want to remind us i would love it thank you um <laughs> but yeah so that's all um i have for this story anything else travis 
Oh, no, I think that's it. But I also think it's high time to roll into our listener-submitted story section. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, thank you so much to everyone who submitted a story. You giving us stories does the heart good. It gives me a reason to wake up in the morning. Yeah, that's so, the one reason I, I get up in the mornings. I'm always oh, yeah. like, Nothing man, uh, life is really hard. I don't really want to. I don't have anything uh, motivating me. I kind of just want to stay in bed all day. But then I think... Um, the people submitting their stories to do the right thing, um, they need me They need me to get up so I can talk about them on the podcast. And so mm-hmm. um, that's, yeah, that's why every single day for the last, like, you know, two years, that's that's been my one reason. So, um, yeah, thanks, y'all. Yeah. So the stories we will be talking about this week are by Glitter & Co., who we have already talked about. No, no Goodbye, Captain Rhino, and Walker by Faith, starting with... No goodbye story title, Avalanche Lie. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is interesting. We start off uh, with like a kind of typical uh, creation myth about mm-hmm. a kingdom of man that is like the perfect creation of this divine being that gave up its existence to make this paradise. Um, but then the narrator goes on to ask questions of like, the, or ask... Um, the same questions that the listener, the the addressee of this narration, um, is thinking of like, why? If this is so great, why am I suffering? Why is there like a an inequality? Um, uh, apparently, beyond the civilization, there was a uh, there's a dark forest where the Fae used to live, and there was a guy. Um, this Avalan was actually just a normal petty king, um, but did discover a kind of magic that the more you more people believe something the more true it is and so has created these myths one that he was a divine benevolent uh creator um and that this system that he set up is just and good and must survive forever and that the fae who were freer and and free from his influence and kind um are actually horrible monsters and so now they are slowly succumbing to that ambient magic sort of thing and so we sort of finish off with this um, feeling that, yeah, things kind of suck right now. This this myth is perpetuating. These fae are being corrupted. But um, it's, so long as we start passing on these stories of the truth, that maybe um, we can unravel this original tale. Um, so with a new story, we can um, have a better world. I really dig this. I love this sort of... I guess magic system of how myths, depending on on how many people really believe in it, um, they become real. It reminds me a lot of um, I I don't think you've seen it, but there's this there's this anime named Jujutsu Kaisen, where basically there there are these beings made of cursed energy, which is basically just all of the negative e emotions that people feel. And they sort of cluster into these beings of pure negativity. Uh, so, in a like way, I I see a similarity to this story. But this story does do a really great job of really setting up this this world from a fairly grounded place. Uh, it is talking a lot about the history, about art and uh, culture. Of this place, which I do like, um, but I but I really like it the most when it is sort of latching on to this main character and and how they view this uh, this world. And I love these bits of uh, 
existentialist wonder. I think it's really nicely sprinkled in throughout. So overall, I think that this is a really, a really great basis for something that you could maybe even work more on. But uh, as as is, it was a great read. So thank you very much for submitting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it holds on its own um, mm-hmm. that it's it, it gets its point across, basically. Um, and I think it's definitely like a fun exploration of this, this sort of topic. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, all right. Up next is by Captain Rhino with The Inferno. Inferno. Um, so this is a just a cool little um, uh, just, just sort of passing the eye over a scene. Um, we are briefly in the perspective of this character named Max, who was a thaumaturge, but has been chosen basically to be ritually sacrificed for the good of the community. And he does go through with it, although it seems like he's kind of upset about it, perhaps. Um, mm-hmm. But he gives up his essence to the machine, which is all we know that it's called. And it's this giant it's actually it starts off normal size of like a a big statue of a person um but with the energy of this sacrificed person it grows in size and this clockwork and wax and brass um mechanical man monstrosity um rises up and then turns to face this uh eldritch kraken sort of thing um i really like how it's described that it um a primordial horror clothed in colorless cor- coral and wrapped in the stink of every dead man that the sea had ever claimed, which is wonderful. Um, so mm-hmm. we get a short little kaiju fight, basically, before <laughs> um, the beast gets the upper hand and is able to run past the uh, mechanical uh, hero and start laying waste to the city. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, this uh, this story covers a lot, and it really does build this this great world. Uh, it reminds me a lot of the Hunger Games that, at least in the beginning, when it does come to someone being sacrificed for the quote quote greater good. But um, I think there was also a, a a bit in there how his family would be taken care of, um, which I guess is nice, right? Right. Uh, mm-hmm. You uh, you lose a son, but you get some bread so that's kind of even um Mm -hmm. but yeah uh overall this uh, this story does sort of go be between a sort of modern world and a very tech savvy world especially when it gets to to talking about this machine that's like a that's like a beast beast beast-esque thing and i really do like the the ending that this beast doesn't just straight up murk our uh, main character but instead um, I guess squeezes through a path that has been broken in his uh, chamber that leads to the to the outside, to where uh, now it's a real uh, apocalypse because there's this un- unstoppable beast r- rummaging through the uh, streets. So, yeah, overall, I think that that this is a really great story. It covers a a lot. I think that the action in it is pretty solid. And yeah, overall, I'm I'm glad that I read it. Really good job. Yeah, um, always like a cool, cool fight like that. It's it's uh, quick. It, it seems like a, a small exploration of this sort of scene, um, mm-hmm. and that's that's fine. Um, and not everything has to be like a super hashtag deep story. And this still also does delve a little bit into the mortality of our uh, perspective character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But thank you very much to Captain Captain Rhino. And our and our final story for this week is by Walker by Faith with the Crutch Three. 
yeah so this is the third perspective um going along with that um the recovering alcoholic that did not recover um that walker by faith has been writing for the last couple of episodes um when this one we see and another character that we hadn't met before although i think it's the one that um that paul thought about calling right um before he decided not to mm-hmm. um and so carl we get into his perspective that he's basically just like an attention-seeking charlatan um it reminds me <laughs> yeah. a little bit of the main character in fight club um mm, you know going yeah. to the the aa meetings and not actually doing the work but like sort of pretending mm-hmm. um that he's like supposed to be there um and uh yeah so basically carl here like he has learned a lot of the cliches and things that you're supposed to say as like a experienced um you know sober member of the aa meetings um but uh goes to the ones that doesn't have any of these experienced people and pretends to be one of them, even though he does not put any of it into practice. Um, except when he met Paul, he actually did try to make him better. And so um, when Paul is like missing, he gets worried. Sarah finally shows up at the meeting and he asks uh, if, if she knows anything about Paul. And she's like, yep, he's, he's gone. And he's clearly like uh, upset and confused and... Um, it sort of all seems to inspire him a little bit to put more of the things that he's been talking about actually into practice to actually start trying to become actually sober rather than just pretending it. And then we also have a little bit here where Sarah uh, shows the the picture of the acorns that that I had said was like too um, specific <laughs> in the last uh, section and. Um, and uh, Carl takes a look and is not able to see the message that she sees. So um, I suppose, yeah, thanks, thanks uh, for taking my my advice with that, Walker by Faith. Um, uh, and yeah, so that's, that's that's the the story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, uh, honestly, Walker by Faith uh, has a really great grasp of the tone of this sort of like crutch series that um, they have br- uh, that they have brought to us. And I really did love love this one, even though um, what's his name, Carl, the persona, mm-hmm. yeah, Carl, Carl A. Even though you did say he was a charlatan, which is which is pretty true um, that he is in these like AA meetings, but it does seem that he isn't really getting much, and that even when he is supposed to sponsor someone else, he's simply just repeating everything he is he has heard. Um, without really feeling it, so 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 you do show that there is a distance between Carl and like his actions. But even throughout this, I do feel very sympathetic towards towards Carl, especially towards towards the end when um, Paul stops stops calling him, and then we really get get to see how much those like daily calls from Paul. Even though I think Carl does say that they were uh, annoying. We can tell that Carl, those that those calls really didn't mean something. So that as soon as Paul was gone, you can tell that it really hit 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 Carl, probably harder than even Carl thought it would hit him. Right? Yeah, that's so a good point. I, like, yeah. like uh, I just realized that you know, the the advice that he was doing was um, that if you're an alcoholic, you should like call another person that's that's dealing with that like every day, and. Mm-hmm. Um, so Carl is view- viewing himself as like the sponsor for Paul because he's at least pretending to be experienced, right? But I mean, that's yeah. also just like it's, it's it probably did the exact same thing 
exact same benefit for him, right? To call another exactly. alcoholic and have someone to relate to and, and work through some of these issues. Yeah, yeah. So, like, even though Carl isn't 100% about it, isn't trying as hard as he can to stay sober, it, it, it seems... Those, those, like, I mean, like, as you said, those calls probably helped Paul as much as they did Carl, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, overall, this, uh, this story is great. It is so contained. It's so purposeful. And I really do enjoy the writing style of, of all of these pieces in this sort of crutch series. And I feel Mm -hmm. that it is dealing, and it is dealing about a really strong issue, but it's not preachy. It's just telling these stories of these of these characters so well that like when when paul died i even felt that without Mm -hmm. really even spending any uh without spending any real time with him i just come to understand how i should feel about this this character based off of how other characters feel about this character and i think that that this whole piece was handled very very well um so like if if this is the last one that is fine but if you keep keep going you definitely have two fans that would love to read it uh-huh so re- really great job walker by faith yeah um so the section one, one thing is that um the section where uh carl does hear the news um i really liked the his line of um you're kidding please tell me you're you're kidding i just talked yeah. to him last week uh, i think that's that's great at like showing his confusion and um disbelief um i think something that it would have really benefited that little section was a, like a physical description of the feelings that he's having because mm-hmm. we get told that he's shocked that the guilt is hitting him but like where in the body is he feeling those things it's particularly the guilt right the guilt i think is like a very especially this kind of thing is like a you know back of the stomach it like deep pit sort of thing right um and that um yeah, yeah, just to to put those emotions into a physical form, um, mm-hmm. I, I think it's probably us. the best. Show yeah, us that. yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it's actually something that that is is very silly um, that I forget pretty often, and actually I got a reminder from TikTok, uh, so I appreciate TikTok for this. Um, that there was a uh, one talking about how a therapist had finally told the the TikToker like actually how you process emotions because they'd been like told that and they wanted to do it but like what does that mean right mm-hmm. um and the therapist had described it as like well you just focus on the physical sensations that your emotions are giving you and you let yourself feel them right um and it's i don't know it's easy to forget that like yeah those physical sensations are like the emotion it's not just like a part of it it's not just a symptom it is that right like mm-hmm. the, the the pressure behind your eyes to cry, the f- butterflies in your stomach with uh, someone that you like, like these are all that's the emotion. That's what it feels like. It, that's why it's a feeling. So um, anyway, to put these um, yeah feelings into physical uh, sensations, I think is um, a great way to portray them. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly, exactly. But uh, thank you very much to Walk by Faith by for submitting your story this this week. Uh, and we would also like to say thank you to everyone who did leave a story on Do the Right Thing this week. So thank you very much to Glittering Coast. Thank you to No Goodbye. Thank you, Captain Rhino. And thanks, Walker by Faith.
Mm -hmm. And also, we would like to say thank you to everyone who did leave comments. Leaving comments not only under your own story, but under someone else's story is a great way to condense all of your own thoughts on your own story so that other people can read them. But also, you're providing someone else with crucial feedback that can only improve their peace. So, thank you so much to Walk by Faith, No Goodbye, Glittering Coast, and Captain Rhino. Thank you so much for leaving comments. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's a really great thing to see, uh, especially the back and forth as people discuss their their pieces if you want to be like all of all of these wonderful writers and submit your story to do the right thing you can do that by going to reddit at slash r slash do the right thing all you have to do is sit down for 30 minutes and write a complete short story using three or four randomly generated works uh that's right if you want to see the words as soon as they come out the best place to do that would be to follow us on twitter at right thing cast um you can hit that notification bell as well to get them as soon um as they come out um that's where you'll see the new words as well as the announcements of, of being late or any special things that we're doing um i'm excited for a special announcement that is coming up in the next uh probably like next two weeks um of a new podcast set that'll be joining the network um but I want to keep it a surprise for some reason, so I'm not going to say more, but I'm excited. So, nice. um, yes, although it's not a Twig podcast, so no one, no one start getting hype about that because it's, it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, um, yeah, no, it's, it's going to be cool. I'm trying to look at what's going on at Doof Media right now, but my Wi-Fi is taking a bit of time. So, of course, there's plenty else going on at uh, Doof Media. So just earlier this week, actually, the high ground for Pirates of the Caribbean 4 uh, came out, a public release. So if you haven't checked that out, um, it's it's um, everywhere podcasts can be found. It's on YouTube, actually. So if you want to see it, I actually really love the, um, the, the, the picture that they've made for uh, that episode. It looks like it's a poster for Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, except... Um, the faces of various characters have been replaced with the faces of the podcasters. So um, <laughs> I think it's a lovely touch. Um, as well as uh, some other things that are going on. Actually, the Deconstructing Cameron series is, is continuing on with the Doofcast. Um, just yesterday, actually, they did uh, Avatar, um, the the blue ones. So if you want to see, uh, if you want to hear them talk about that, um, definitely go check that out. Titanic is just a couple episodes before. Um, which actually, I've never seen Titanic, so maybe really? I should do that it's, and then listen to that Doofcast episode. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, I heard, I heard as much. It's Ooh, a romance. I saw, I saw Silence of the Lambs for the first time last night. Ooh, I enjoyed it a lot. Think? Yeah, it was good. I did not expect. Well, I guess I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't good seen answer. it. Good answer. But um, I did not expect that to like that one character as a basically a protagonist. And then the last thing I want to say is that the December book club. Um, book is Red Mars by Kim Stanley Robinson. So um, if you want to read a, a science fiction uh, classic, Red Mars, uh, please go check it out. And then, and then check out the book club stream at the end of the month. Nice, nice. Well, all right. I think it's high time to roll on into next week's words. Woo! Yeah. Keep in mind that the theme for the month of October is miracles. Um, what are the words for this month, Jarvis? Yes, so the words for week. next week are deep, dangerous, monstrous, and daughter. Wow, um, that is definitely some, <laughs> I think, a very clear theme here. Yes. Um, so, 
uh, let's go uh, deep. Um, something with a that has depth. depth. Yes, I think that's that's just saying the same thing twice. Though tautology, uh, mm. it's like the opposite of some being something being shallow is when mm-hmm. it has mm. dimensions. It has dimensions. It you know what that that's like such a fundamental concept that it's really hard to describe. It's like describing the concept of up. Yes, of high. just like, it's not down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know how else to signal it without, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But there's a certain dimension that implies, it, it's always a third dimension, I'm pretty sure. It's not like a, like a a line can't be deep, right? It has to have something it's comparing it to, mm-hmm. right? Um, uh, deep, deepness needs some sort of height, mm-hmm. or I guess I, negative height. Yeah, I also think it's it's almost always describing a um, like a pit or, or like something defined by absence, not by presence, mm-hmm. right? Also, um, a person can be deep, meaning that they true. have a lot of different dimensions and, and facets to their personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so usually like that they um, are yeah complex and and interesting Thoughtful, and have yeah. layers and and such. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, so the ocean is deep. Um, the it's, something can run deep, um, among other things. Okay, next one is mm-hmm. dangerous. So uh, something that um, has the potential to harm some someone. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, monsters anything are dangerous. can be yeah anything it, can be dangerous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If anything, if Final Destination taught me is that everything is dangerous. Yes. Um, the next one, um, monstrous, which is something that is monster-like. Mm-hmm. Um, has, has the property of monster. Mm-hmm. Um, which you could also subvert that and be like something that appears monstrous in one way, but is not in another or the other way around. Something that appears um, innocent and, and good is actually monstrous. Um, so yeah, those are some options. And then uh, daughter, which is an interesting, the only one that's not like directly, obviously within theme. Um, which is the offspring of uh, someone or something that is feminine in nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so please tell me next week, um, what is your 10-word story? Um, I'm going to write about... Um, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for the obvious uh, low-hanging fruit and talk about... Um, a creature from the from the deep monstrous that crawled on to the the beaches um leaking sap and slime all over the place um and uh eating everyone's daughters for brecky and okay and, um but and it's just it's just like a, a snack and um, it's, it's fine. It, they, they're, they're fine. They're, ha- they're not, they just, they came out the other side. It's fine. They, they don't have any hair. It ate the hair. That's what it ate. The, the daughters are fine. Okay. So that was 56 <laughs> words. Uh-huh. That was a little, that was a little bit more than 10, 56, but that's not too bad. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm happy that these daughters are safe. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, but my story next week, and uh, I'm going to keep it brief, right? Okay. Um, this story is going to follow a, a couple 
who uh, have been trying to get pregnant for years, 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 until they finally did. Uh, and they gave birth to a, to a daughter. And they were pretty happy about that. But as soon as the baby com- came out, they noticed that the baby was scaly. It had like scales on its, uh, on its uh, kneecaps and its uh, elbows. And that it had little tiny wings growing from the back. Oh my god. Um, but they knew that they wouldn't really get another chance to have a, a, a child. So they kept it and then raised it. So years later, this their other daughter turned into a giant, a giant, monstrous beast. But this beast was still human. It still had mm-hmm. purpose, and uh, this beast daughter wanted to be a librarian. Um, but yeah, and you know, it is a very noble thing, you know, for this for this beast daughter, something that is so giant and and. Uh, dangerous and can probably slaughter anyone to say no i am not going to give into my innate monstrous uh, my innate monstrous desires and instead i'm just gonna uh fuck around with these books um so by her doing this she uh gained depth of of self and uh hopefully is currently working towards her phd Wow, I'm so proud of her. Um, mm-hmm. What's her What's her GPA? GPA is sadly three point five. She is not that's that, not that sad. good. What? Well, no. Okay, that's, listen, that's listen. Good. That's that AP. is. Yeah, I mean that is great. She has, but she has A's in every other class besides besides math. Math isn't mm. her strong suit, so it's mm-hmm. like it is a good score. But if she tried just a bit harder, she could probably <laughs> get a perfect yeah. four point yeah, she just applied herself. Yeah, you know. yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like that's that's a metaphor. Like she's a giant scaly monster, and then everyone's just holding her to the same standards. And this is just yes. a little unfair. But... Hey, no child left behind. Thanks, Bush. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Bush. Honestly, I think Bush had the right intentions, um, but the policy itself was not doing the right thing. You're, yeah, that's correct. Um. Yeah. Happy. Ha- ha- Merry Christmas. Yep. Happy Hanukkah too. And and on in the rest of them. Yep. All the others. Bye. Bye.